1: In today's podcast, we're continuing the theme about the top 10 things you need for a website. Have you picked up our online survival guide yet? Get prepped for the future of online marketing by going to
0: www.aybguide.com.
1: Hey everybody, this is Andrew McCauley. Welcome to podcast number 39. This is the second edition of our current theme. We're talking about the top 10 things that you need for a great website and this is episode we're talking about the next three things so we're covering just three things in this particular podcast today and it is a continuation from our previous podcast where we covered the first three things and of course if that's not confusing enough then I'm going to bring on Heather Porter to make it even more clearer. Hey Heather!
0: (laughs) Hey, Andrew. Hello, you guys. It's great to be back. And uh, as Andrew suggested, in his roundabout way, we're continuing on with uh, the top 10 things that you guys need in your websites right now.
1: Yeah, I, couldn't we make, visit- I couldn't make that any more confusing, could I?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, but that's all right. Well, that's why you have me here, right? To try and
1: <laughs> Keep me on the straight and narrow.
0: Try and try, do my best. But uh, no, look, we are continuing on with this. And the reason why is, yes, we've done a show probably a couple years ago about websites. But as you know, they constantly change. So we thought it would be a good idea to revisit and uh, spend a few podcasts with you guys covering a few topics on each one on what you need to be paying attention to on your website right now to get the most out of online marketing.
1: Yes, yes. Last last week we covered uh, setup, we covered website systems that you, you can use, and we also covered um, various plugins that will enhance your site. So um, today's going to be a bit of fun. But of course, before we dive in to that section, what did you learn this week, Heather Porter?
0: Ooh-hoo-hoo. Good question. Now... Um... I am constantly telling people in my talks that I do and just you know, in consultancy or whatever I'm doing, I'm constantly saying, before you create anything, any products, even a blog post, go to find out what the market wants first. And I suggest to use what is called the Google Keyword Tool, because uh, that basically allows you to type in some keywords and find out if people are actually searching for those keywords online. Now... The Google Keyword Tool is officially gone. But it's gone. okay, you guys. It's gone, but it's but there is a new tool, and you can still get access to that. It, they've changed it to be called the keyword planner. So if you go ahead and type in, uh, you go well, in the past I just say go to Google Keyword Tool. If you do that, it's just gonna redirect you into a new page um, on Google that talks to you a little bit about. What the keyword planner is, and then it has a nice little button or a link on there that says "To sign in to your AdWords account." Do not worry, you don't necessarily need to be placing ads to get access to this great little tool. All you need to do is have a Google account, whether you have Gmail or an analytics account or a YouTube account. All these accounts that you already have, it allows you to basically sign on into the new keyword planner and accept their terms and conditions. And then you're off and running using their keyword planner tool, which by the way, I just was in there. It looks just like keyword the, the old keyword tool. So
1: yeah. there you have it. I'm, you know, I'm glad that they actually replaced it with something else because Google recently have a bit of a history of just stopping things and not replacing it like the yeah. Google reader just reader, disappeared yeah. and so many people are up in arms about that. And there's a whole bunch of other Google tools that they, you know, they put out and they play with and then uh, just delete, you know, once you get used to them, they just delete it. So Google are doing a fair bit of changes going on right now. We spoke about Gmail changing and um, the way that they've, they've uh, changed their tabs and that sort of stuff. You know, there's a few changes going on at Google, so I'm sure that's not the end of it at all.
0: No, no, it doesn't sound like it. And, guys that are listening, you know, just a heads up if you've never used Keyword Tool before, um, now's your chance to go in there and use this as a great opportunity to check out how really amazing it is. Because, after all, the, the key fundamentals in business is find out what your market wants first, then go create it, and then get the way, you know, get it out there to them. So, this is how you do that.
1: Yes. Yes, so yes, Andrew, yes,
0: Andrew. Andrew, what have you learned
1: in the last week? Uh, I've been learning lots of stuff in the last few weeks. Actually, I tell you what I have learned is um, I've been playing with my iPad a lot more lately. Um, loving my iPad. Do you use mm-hmm. your iPad much?
0: Yeah, off and on. It's for me. It's more of a like, uh, you know, Saturday morning lie on, in. You know,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> surfing
0: around that sort well, of
1: stuff. Well, since Google Reader closed down, I actually um, have used a couple of new tools that I'm using for my reader. But that's not what I was going to talk about today. No. I was, I am going to talk about a tool or an app that I found on the iPad, which is. Um, Helps me. I do a lot of writing as far as notes go. So my day, when I start my day, I usually have a sheet of paper that is blank, and I put down all the things that need to happen for that day, and then I rip it off and start a new one the next day. Yeah. Um, but what I found was a an app called Penultimate, which is basically like a um, like a like a notepad for your iPad, but it actually uh, you can use a stylus, like a pen designed for a touchscreen iPads. Um, To write notes and the good thing about that the good thing about this is that it lets you sync it straight into your um, Evernote So I use Evernote you know fairly a fairly a large amount with with things I come across the web I want to keep some information or I want to use it as a storehouse for other Topics that I may need to talk about or do a blog post later So I put in Evernote and what this um, penultimate does is it lets you um, mark PDFs as well. So if you've got a PDF that someone sends you and you want to circle bits and pieces or you want to write notes on the, on the pages of a PDF, you can do it as well. Um, it lets you mark photos and that sort of stuff. You've got a screenshot you want to send a screenshot to somebody and you want to write some notes around it, you can do that as well. So penultimate, um, looks like it's a, it's going to be a fun little tool for me. Um, you know, I go to, I go to events and I'll take my iPad and I'll, yeah, you know, used to type notes in the yellow yeah. notepad, and I'm not a fast typer at the best of times. And when I've got to peck, it, peck at it on an iPad, I'm slow. <laughs> now I can start writing notes. Um, this is on, cool. Does it actually
0: awesome. take your doodles or your, your writing and translate it into yeah. text? How does that well, work? Yeah, it
1: also does that too. So it lets you, um, it lets you scan text, so you can actually scan it. You can draw pictures and move them around. Like you can circle a piece of picture that you want to move around and shift it around somewhere else. The other thing it does is also comes with different writing p- paper style too. So you can have graph paper, you can have notes, you can have um, line, you can even have music sheets if you want to buy music sheets. So it lets you do a whole range of uh, awesome things. So um, you know I, I'm enjoying it already. I'm taking notes and keeping track, and then I just save it straight to Evernote. So it's pretty cool.
0: Oh, thanks for that heads up. I'm sure I'm I'm going to check that out. Like you said, what a cool little tool when you're just at an event or traveling or something, you need to jot down some information. Nice one.
1: Yeah. Anyway, Mm. let's get on with it, shall we? Let's do it. Let's get into the content. All (laughs) right. So the content, speaking of content, um, as I said, we've covered three items already. The first item we want to cover today is, drumroll, Theme
0: and designs.
1: Theme and design. <laughs> which is
0: essentially the look of your website. You know, it, we've talked in the previous episode about hosting and domains and um, you know platforms that you can use like WordPress to actually create a website. But a theme or design is actually what makes your website look the way it does, with all you know the nice graphics and the layout and all that. So that's what we're gonna talk
1: about. Okay, well, let's go. Let's dig into it.
0: All right. So here's the key thing about a theme or design nowadays. You must have it be responsive. And all that means is that it automatically resizes itself based on the device that you're using to check out the website. So whether that's an iPhone or a tablet, desktop, laptop, it'll resize itself accordingly. Now, even what's cool about a responsive theme is the navigation or the main menu bar will even get more simplistic as it shrinks down to smaller devices what this means for the user is it quite sim- simply it's a simpler way of using your website it just allows them to navigate and find things uh, easier on a small device rather than pinching their screen and trying to go in and read things and then mm. you know I, I don't know about you andrew but i've had so much confusing when i'm pinching somebody's website to go small and big and i lose track of where i am i can't find the menu and i get confused and then i leave
1: yeah or you, or you pinch something and it becomes a link and then suddenly you're in another page yes. and you're like what's going on here yeah hey um so, so, so John Smith owns a little, um, little bakery down the road, and he tells me that he's got a uh, mobile. He's got a mobile website already. Is that the same as a responsive theme? Responsive no, different. Website? Actually,
0: it's a really good question. There are like um, plugins that you can get for WordPress, but also just um different designs that you can get that are mobile. What it means is that if somebody comes to your website from a mobile device, then the website knows to serve them up a different version of your website, which is the mobile version. It's not responsive in the fact that it's not the same website. It's actually another version of your website, this can actually kind of get confusing because you, ha- you have to sit down and think, what am I going to put in the other version? Mm. And I have to update kind of both versions when I do big updates. Mm-hmm. Um, from a user-friendly perspective, uh, as far as you as owner of your website, try and get the, or I should say, just get the responsive theme because that means that you just have the one website to worry about and it's nice and clean and your branding's consistent
1: throughout. Right, right. Okay. So that's okay. a very good question. But cool. um,
0: where do you get themes? You know, like there's a couple options here with you know when you're dressing up your website and you're wanting to get a really nice layout. Mm-hmm. You can get um, custom themes, which are essentially where you get somebody to design a site using um, an Illustrator, Photoshop, or some sort of designing program. That can then be coded into your own custom theme or you know look and feel of your website, mm-hmm. which of course is going to be on the premium side. But that's what, getting exactly what you want it to look like. Right, right. Then you can actually go and buy themes. So this is the middle of the road option. So mm-hmm. you can buy themes from places we love. Um, woo themes, uh, woo as in yes, funny name. W O O themes. Mm-hmm. We we use Theme Forest, uh, just like forest with trees, and we've also used Elegant themes. You can actually go to these websites and you can do search by that, like, you know, business theme or fun theme or blogging theme or magazine theme or whatever it is. Or t- they c- you can search their top sold themes. And you can go in and do a, a live demo so you can play around in the site or the theme of what it looks like, you know, as a real website rather than just seeing a, an image, a still image of it. Mm-hmm. So you can do that. Um, and then the lower end option, of course, is you can find a free theme. And look, we, stay, we say stay away from that because if it's free, chances are it's not going to be updated um, and with WordPress and any open source sort of platform nowadays. There's hackers, there's people trying to get in, and you want to make sure that you're supported with everything that you put into your website and it's easy to update and upgrade as you need it to happen. So mm. if you have a free thing, you're probably going to, well, first of all, not as many, not have as many options to make it look amazing, but it also get stuck with um, potentially something that could, be dangerous for your site as well.
1: Right, right, definitely. Okay, so, so Woo themes. Um, what's the what's the what's the rough cost of a theme?
0: I, from my research lately, I found the average cost is around the forty to fifty dollar mark for a theme,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and which is nothing, you know. It, it it isn't, and yes, anybody can install a theme and go through tutorials and learn how to set it up. However. It is much more complicated. So if you're going to these sites and you're thinking, oh, I want my site to look exactly like that live demo, because in the live demos, you can click color choices, you can change the colors, and you can yep. sort of do different sliders, which are the slideshows on the home page, and you can really see all the options that the theme has. But when you actually install it into your WordPress um, your hosting, Mm-hmm. It, it comes with nothing. You know, it's like you're staring at this empty shell of a thing and you can't mm-hmm. possibly figure out how do I get it to look like what I just saw? And you can mm-hmm. get very frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, these themes are great, uh, but but you might, and I do probably recommend as a business owner that you go out and find somebody um, to help you actually install the theme
1: and get it up to the level you want it to be. Right, right. <clears throat> Excellent. Excellent. All right. I think, okay. is there anything else? What about... Anything else on that topic do we need to cover? I think we're done. Yes,
0: just the last thing. You, yes, you can search by responsive as well. So if you go to oh, any yeah. of these these sites, uh, when I said you could search by business style or magazine style, also you can search by responsive. So make sure you tick that little box, and you're getting all the responsive options, which is what you want going forward
1: online. Good, good, good. All right. So that brings us to the next uh, the next part of our website stuff, and that is blogs. You know, it's funny, blogs confuse people I still find to this
0: day. They're I like, know. oh, do I need a blog or isn't WordPress a blog? Uh,
1: and I, I, I did a video for somebody today to show them that they actually do have a blog on their site <laughs> and they've been using it for a year and a half and they didn't even know that it was a blog.
0: <laughs> you know, I think the confusion lies in the fact that blogging was a, a really big popular trend um, where anybody could just get up and start typing articles back, what, you know, late 90s, early, early 2000s, yep. Yep. and just get on. You can get a free blogging platform like Blogger or WordPress and essentially have a website overnight where you're typing content into it. Mm-hmm. Um, what blogs now are used for is essentially, think of it like this. It's a page that exists on your website. Mm-hmm. You may have seen it called blog. You may have seen it called latest news or resources or whatever it is. Ultimately, it's just a, a page that's dynamic that you can constantly update easily with posts, known as blog posts, that mm-hmm. um, that sits on your website. And, you know, some, some website owners, they'll actually have their blogs also display on their homepage, whether that's the entire homepage content or um, a little module that sits there and says latest news or blog post, latest pot posts, latest post, for example. And that's just simply pulling through the content from your, your page, your blog page. Um, so it's easy, you know, and, and why, why would somebody want a blog nowadays, Andrew?
1: Well, here's the reason. One of the biggest things is that Google is really hell-bent on making sure that you have fresh, relevant content and fresh, relevant content that's being shared through the social circles. And if you have a what they call a static website, the old postcard, the old brochure sites that people used to have where... You would have the same le- the same homepage, the same about page, the same same information on a page. Um, Google don't like that because they think, well, we're not sure if that owner of that website is actually doing anything on there. Um, and so here's an example. Let's say that uh, let's say that Billy Billy comes along to Heather's site. Let's say Heather's got an old brochure site, and Billy comes yeah. along, and he looks at uh, Heather's site and it's got the information that he's interested in and he likes it. He thinks that's great. He goes away and comes back to to your site, Heather, and he looks at uh, the site a week or two later and says, wow, there's nothing different here. It's still the same. So Mm -hmm. he thinks, okay, maybe Heather's busy. She hasn't put anything new up there, but that's okay. I like what she's doing. I'll come back again. So three weeks, three or four weeks pass and Billy comes back and he sees your site and your site is still the same. He's really going to say, you know what? There's nothing new here. I don't think she changes it. I'm not going to come back. Now, there's two, two problems here. Basically, one is that uh, you've lost a customer. You, you won't see him again because uh, he won't come back because he knows that there's nothing new for him to see. He's seen what he's, all, all that you've possibly given him to see. Um, the second thing is that Google look at it and say, eh, you know what, people are bouncing off your site quick now they're getting there and they're leaving very quickly. And we, have we've spoken about bounce rates on websites in a previous podcast. So if you um, want to go and find out about that, go, li- go listen to uh, that episode. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But, uh, so Billy, um, Billy goes away. Google doesn't like it because you've gone, you've given up a, served up a site or well, they've served up a site for Billy's uh, for for search results. And it's not what people are looking for. So, what uh, what you what you decide to do, Heather, is put a blog on there, and, a, and let's say you blog every week, once a week. You've got new mm-hmm. content coming along. Now, let's say that Billy, let's say Johnny comes along and Johnny looks at your site and you've got a blog entry. It's like great information that he likes. He's looking at your site and he thinks that's great. He goes away and comes back a week later. You've got some new information. There's another blog post there. It's it's information that's relevant to what he's looking for. So, um, Johnny goes, well, this is great. I'm going to come back again. So all of a sudden you get a regular return visitor and he stays there longer because he's reading new stuff. Um, the other bonus, the upside is that Google love it. Google love it because Johnny's staying on your site longer, but also it's new content. Their little spiders. their robots come out to your site and they say, oh, hey, there's something new here. We've never seen this before. This site must be fresh. It must be unique and it must be relevant because we haven't seen any of this content anywhere else on the web. We like it. We're going to give it thumbs up and put it in the search results.
0: Really well said actually and the other thing too is it just helps to keep your credibility and your your trustworthiness high as well because if you're a business that's constantly on top of things and dishing out new content, it means that you're going to be there for a while. So if you go to a site that's old and doesn't look like it's been touched for a couple of years, I mean, for me, I think they're actually probably no longer a business that exists. You know, they, yeah. they don't care enough to update their content in the most popular place they're going to get traffic, and that is on the internet. You know, yeah, so yeah. Um, the 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 one thing too, I guess, about blogs too is that by having wordpress what's cool about it is it has two sections in it it has a section that's called pages which allows you to have just standard web pages such as a home page a contact page about product, services etc mm-hmm. and then it has an area that's called posts and the posts are your blog so, you have both standard web pages and a blog inside the very same domain and inside mm-hmm. the very same theme and inside your WordPress site, which allows it, you know, it's very easy to use. And I guess the last point on that is the majority of your traffic, your organic traffic, the people that are searching for keywords on the internet are going to find you through your blog posts. Mm-hmm. And that's because each post can be highly. Highly targeted to a keyword phrase. So, you you know, you would write a topic um, like a, a, an article, say, if you're a, a personal trainer, you could write an article about a, an ingredient that helps you lose weight, or like cinnamon or something like uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. And when people type in, um, you know, a herb that helps me lose weight, they'll hopefully find your blog post. And that's the entryway into your website. Which just allows you to have multiple entryways into your into your website. Most people that find your site are not going to just, you know, they're not, not going to know you yet. You know, they're mm. not going to be smart enough to type your name .com or look for your name online and find your homepage. They're going to find you through a blog post. The new people, that is. So that's why a blog is incredibly powerful.
1: Now, just uh, don't, without getting into this too deeply, because I know you and I could talk about this for a month. Yeah, I know. Um, layouts of a blog or a website. What, what are the, what are? Give us the top three, two or three most important aspects that you think are, are necessary for someone in this day and age of a website.
0: So you definitely want to have a page on your website where you stick your blog. Um, like we said before, it could be called blog. It could be called latest news free resources whatever it is articles i've seen articles as well mm-hmm. uh, so you want to have it in your main navigation in your main menu mm-hmm. um, i recommend that you also look at pulling your latest news through to your home page and of course this is just simply because if somebody revisits your homepage once they know who you are then they can see that you're updating your site very easily because visually mm-hmm. they'll see there's new posts that are there mm-hmm. um, of course that'll pull them through into your blog page uh, and then as far as uh, where else you might put them, you can you can highlight certain uh, popular blog posts in your sidebar as well. So you have this sort of side area of your website and you can highlight them and say, you know, most popular posts or latest posts. And you just sit that on all the pages of your site so people can see quite easily what, what's going on with your blogs as well. What
1: about, so just, what, about, yeah. what about an opt-in or a call to action for them mm. to sign up to uh, receive you know, updates of the of your blog post.
0: Yeah, that's a great point, actually. And and as far as the ultimate layout of your blog, ideally what you want in there is your article and multimedia. So you want to have your video. Uh, if you have a podcast, you'll have an audio player. And of course, images. People love images. And then um, highly recommend at the bottom of your actual article itself to always have a little opt-in box just at the bottom that is basically you like like what you see here. Sign up to get more and that's just to get your blog updates. You'll start to see this popping up in a lot of sites, and the reason why is it works. Somebody reads your article, they get down to the bottom of the page, and then they get an opportunity to continue to hang out with you. These are opt-in boxes, by the way, Andrew, are just the things we always talk about from MailChimp or Aweber. They're the email opt-in box that comes with your email program that you use for marketing.
1: Absolutely. Now, all of the big companies are all doing blogs. If you're not doing a blog, then it's time to look at what is, what are the successful people doing and... <laughs> model that. So I think uh, that's enough for blogs. I think we'll move on to the final piece of this puzzle for today. Uh, and that's content placement. Content placement. Tell us about what you what you think about content placement. Where should things go in f- as far as a website goes? It's a
0: great question. And there's a term that's thrown around called above the fold. And what this means is that When you go to somebody's website, the screen that you see that's on your device is what's known as above the fold. The second you scroll down the page or scroll anywhere else, you're no longer above the fold. So obviously, what shows up in that space is the most important prime real estate on your website to make that great first impression and also quickly show people what you stand for, what you're all about, and what your site is going to do to help them out. Uh uh So... Content placement, if you think in terms of uh, what do I put above the fold, of course, you're going to want to have some sort of um, prominent menu, your navigation bar, so people can easily see where else they can go with you. Now, this is where I always say in your navigation bar, your menu, um, don't get cutesy and creative. You know, if you're starting to do weird words up there and somebody comes to your site for the first time and they actually read that, it's like um, someone's corner or... Crazy session time, or whatever you know, you might think is fun and and makes sense to you. For that first-time visitor, they're gonna read that and think, "I still have no idea what your site is all about."
1: Yeah, how many times? How many times do we see that? uh, All the time.
0: It's not like I. Yes, we we know you want to get your personal personality out there, but this is not the time to do it because this real estate, this space on your website, is so important that you really want to utilize it, um, even with the menu, even the words that are in your menu.
1: Yeah, so absolutely.
0: Make, you know, really clear about that. Um, as well as, the you know, this is a chance as well for opt-in. So this is where people, you can build your list. Mm-hmm. Now, you can use a what's called a widget or sidebar, which is in the top right, which mm-hmm. is an opt-in form for people to get more information from you, your freebie, the thing that you're giving away. People that have home pages oftentimes they'll put that uh horizontally across their entire page just under their main menu.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: you see the menu and you see this opt-in form as well. Get my free 30-day course on business marketing, for example. So let me, let, me stop, let me
1: stop you there. What, yeah. what's, what's, um, what you found so far is the horizontal opt-in working better than a vertical opt-in?
0: Yeah, we've tested this as well, you know, Um, and it's no surprise that top marketers, you'll see their sites, every top marketer that I'm looking at right now, all have done this as well. Mm -hmm. So, instead of um, having it down the right-hand side just as a box, it actually is a vertical sign-up form across, sorry, horizontal across your entire page.
1: Right. Yeah. So, um, you've seen those on a whole bunch of different sites, I'm sure, Um, Mm -hmm. it's just a different layout, and this is what marketers do, they test and measure this sort of stuff. Yeah, um, always exactly. pushing the boundaries. Um, look, it, it could be the flavor too, the flavor of the month. You know, yep. it may go back to um, being vertical down the track. And it could depend on each market as well. So don't get hung up on having it the same yeah, as no. everyone else all the time.
0: And you can mix it up. Like I, I know for my stuff, on my, a lot of times on home pages we'll have it across the page, but then on every other page we'll have it on the right-hand side, down the sidebar of the yeah. site. So yeah. mix it up, you know. It, it's, um Yeah, don't get caught up, as Andrew suggested. But the key thing is that you want to make sure that your opt-in is in that top area before someone scrolls down so they have that opportunity to engage with you quickly. Um, The other key thing is use that top area to the best of your ability with endorsements or, you know, um, uh, so any social proof that you have, testimonials as seen in if you've been on TV or media. Just think in terms of if I were to go to somebody's website, what do I need to see? in order to entice me enough to scroll down the page or click on one of the links that I see. Mm-hmm. What do I need to see about them to build trust in my eyes and make me like them? And then also, what do I need to see so I actually know what they do and how they can help me? Yeah. And then you just do that on your own website for the public.
1: <clears throat> Definitely. Easy. 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 It sounds easy, doesn't and it? And less
0: is more. Just always remember less is more. Nowadays, instead of having huge amounts of pages and drop down menus and all that craziness, you can direct people to pages from strategically from within your blog posts. Or if you have, you know, your opt-in, people get into your email list, you can send them off via your emails and your social media posts into individual pages that exist on your site that may not be available in the menu, but may be available throughout the blog. So visually, it's not going to overwhelm somebody, but strategically, you can use these pages throughout your marketing in the future. So don't try and make it all available up front to overwhelm somebody. Use them in other areas in your marketing.
1: Yeah. I think less is more is a great is comment. Great. It's, uh, it's It can be used across so many different areas of your life. It's uh, fascinating <laughs> how we try and complicate things and uh, really less is more. <laughs>
0: I wanted to bring up one point on that too because as you were talking about the content and the blogging and stuff, um, we have an amazing uh, podcast episode that we created, number 15, called Content Marketing and Content Creation Ideas. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to this and you think, I really want to start a blog on my website but I have no idea what to talk about – we highly recommend that you go listen to number 15 of our podcast episodes and it will tell you everything you need to know on what you should write about to get results. I'm
1: so glad you know the numbers of our podcasts.
0: I may just be staring at our website as I say that. I'm
1: trying to give you some, <laughs> I'm trying to give you some credits here. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that we wanted to cover in this session? I think uh, I think we've covered a fair bit in this uh, in this quick session, although it looks like it's ticking up to close to half an hour. So anything else that we wanted to cover?
0: That's – no, I look. I think that's it for now. Um, Again, what we'd love for you to do is just travel on this little uh, short series of podcasts with us. If you're really looking to revamp your website, you're going to start out with number 38, and then we'll have a handful of these um, for the top 10 things you need to focus on on your website right now. So next week, we're going to continue on with the next three things that you need to know about.
1: We might even do four things next week to round it off to 10.
0: That's a smart idea, actually then, uh, so yeah, there you go so number thirty eight thirty nine and forty will be our website
1: episodes yes, yes, and uh here's a we've got five a gig of the week now, um, I've gone ahead already, I've done a little bit of preparation for this particular call. And we're not going to do a 5 a gig. We're not going to actually go and get one done because what we're going to show you is something that people are already doing, but we already do ourselves. But there are people out there who will configure, customize, and tweak your WordPress themes or your websites so, for $5. So they'll go out and if you buy a theme... And as Heather said earlier, you can buy a theme. Um, it'll have all the bells and whistles. You can choose to have some of those removed, you know, added, changed, colors, and deleted, and so on. It can be a little bit daunting sometimes when you buy a theme, thinking that it's going to be that easy just to slot it in and everything will appear. So you want to have someone who can help you. So we have posted on, our, um, on this page, you'll see um, a link to two gigs that I've picked out. Both of them are pretty highly rated. One is 100% positive. Uh, it's had 64 people vote 100 percent it's had a lot of uh, a lot of success Um, and he configures he configures that sort of stuff the other one is a person that will actually design or create a custom wordpress theme for you for five dollars brilliant how cool is that now let's what would you use that for um you may let's say you're creating a book or a podcast and you just want to have a little theme that someone's created especially for you it's not going to be you know, amazingly uh, blow you out of the park, uh, stand out everything else, but it's something that can be done pretty quick and these people will create it for $5, so um, 660 people have voted this service, uh, 98% positive rating, so um, there's two little themes, check them out on autopilotyourbusiness.com forward slash podcast, look for podcast number 39 and you will see the links to those two uh, Fiverr gigs of the week.
0: Brilliant.
1: Nicely done, Andrew. So that's it, H. Um, Now, anything else that we can share with people? What else do they need to know? We've 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 done our gig in Melbourne, as you heard, our live gig. We've got another one coming up in Sydney in a few weeks. If you're in Sydney and you want to come to our live event, drop us an email. Shoot us an email or you can go and check out our website, our sales page on that one, um, ninety-seven dollars. I think we're charging. That's ridiculously yeah, for cheap. Yeah,
0: all day. You get your own online map. You know, customized to your business, and um, it's AYBchat.com, dot com. By the way, that's where you can
1: go and learn more about our
0: event. Um, and
1: they get to yeah. be on our podcast. Come You on, do. On. Yes, you do. So 5th, 5th, if you're in Sydney on October the fifth, October the fifth, if you're in Sydney. Uh, come along, let us know. We'd love to have you in our event. Um, It'll be fun. We'll we'll, uh, have a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun last time. Uh, And as as you said, you get a blueprint to your, or a map. You get the map to your business. We're going to work on that. We work on that during the day, and it's your own personalized map.
0: There you go. All right.
1: All right, Heather, thank you. Have a lovely day in um, sunny Sydney today. I'm suffering storms and lightning strikes everywhere here in tropical Palm Springs. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm going to go out and jump in the rain.
0: Stay safe and have fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, everyone.
0: All right, guys, thanks for joining us. We'll talk next time.
1: Bye-bye. Make sure to grab our free business automation guide now and get access to other special
0: bonuses. Head on over to aybpodcast.com.
1: All passengers and cabin crew should now be seated with this seatbelt securely fastened. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first officer speaking.
0: On behalf of your captains, Andrew McCauley and Heather Porter, we would like to thank you for taking the journey with us to autopilot your business. You are now closer to putting your own business on autopilot using the Internet. Of course, if you would like to rack up some frequent flyer points, visit our website, www.autopilotyourbusiness.com. Or check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash business. These frequent flyer points are totally useless, but the information is gold.
1: Until we fly again, happy travels.